So, today we're once again going to talk about minimalism. Um, it is essentially actually not necessarily a book that I think is important, but I'm still going to go through it. Still going to um, talk about it, you know? So, we're going to go ahead with chapter 4, which is going to be the last chapter, I assume. Well, no, it's not. And then chapter 5, and then there's a little bit of a summary of the summary. And I do hope that I'm going to be able to finish it up today. But we're going to see. Chapter 4, 12 ways I've changed since I said goodbye to my things. We save time by not being distracted by marketing and ads for products because we know we already have everything we need. That's actually the case, you know, I would actually also say so. Reader's note, I feel like after going through this book, I might be already on the minimalist end of the spectrum, at least in comparison to most of my peers, my community and society in general. I'm usually very hesitant to buy new things as I take the time and slow down to ask if I really need it. I also don't really hoard things. Shopping isn't necessarily fun for me as it is for many other people and I don't really hit with shopping ads as much as other people. I actually really don't, unless it is something that I need and I see, well, it is cheaper. So um, this might be something that I'm interested in, but I don't know, like I am so hesitant when it comes to buying new things because I always as well ask myself, like, do I really need this? Is this something that I just should be buying? Is this something that is benefiting me in, in any way? And I don't like spending money. I mean, if I see that some fucking hoodie, you know, from H&M is costing like 20 bucks, I'm like, no, not gonna do that because I don't know, like, I always try to be as cheap as I possibly can. Um, you know, of course, sometimes I do use some money. I don't want to be like, well, you know, I'm never ever just buying anything. That's not the case. And I'm also just donating to charity and something that um, I don't quote unquote necessarily have to do. Um, but I don't know. Like, I just like to use my money in uh, very distinct ways. I actually have something in between my teeth. Well, anyway. Um, the qualities he looks for and things when he buys are. The item has a minimalist type of shape and easy to clean, which by the way, I think is actually a very good idea to also have some values and our categories and our things that these items that you're willing to buy have to uh, be or have to just uh, fit in so that you can actually then... Uh, buy them or say like well i actually don't need that because it is a shitty product or because of whatever its color isn't too loud you'll be able to use it for a long time it has a simple structure it's lightweight and compact and it has multiple uses um i think it makes sense you know as i said but i wouldn't necessarily say that these are the best ones even though the sixth and last one it has multiple uses i think is a very good one because it makes sense, you know, why should you buy something that is only able to do one thing if you could also buy something that is everything that you quite need. But yeah, spending less time doing chores and cleaning, packing and moving can be very quick and easy. Less time spent looking for missing items, quality time, not quality objects leads to happiness. Yes, totally the case. Um, fucking focus on that. Finding time to relax is the ultimate luxury. Science has proven that relaxed intervals are necessary for us. Yes, totally the case. Less possessions mean you have more time to relax and pursue happiness. And the last one is you'll enjoy life more. Which are the benefits of being a minimalist. Even though I would also say that nowadays it is like pretty trendy to say so. And then already something that I would not kind of call myself. Yeah, 
Reader's note, it seems like the main idea of this book is that the less uh, the less you own, the less you focus on the material things, or the less you own, the less you focus on the material things that you think will make you happy. This will lead to less stress, more time for relaxation, and more time to be happy and enjoy life. Minimalism and decluttering your life seems uh, to also declutter and clear your mind, thus making you happier, which is something that I've also seen in my life. Having a more tidied up room does indeed help with um, being happier, I would say, 100%. Um, everyone likes the results of a good house cleaning, yes. There is no such thing as a lazy personality. No, there is no. He cleans more, not because his personality changed, but because he has less things and it is easier to do so. Yes, you know, of course, if I don't have a lot of things laying around and if there is not a lot of things that are bothering me in my room and whatnot, then obviously I'm gonna just be faster and it's going to be easier which leads to me doing it more often because it's not that much of a chore and or problem or whatever you want to refer to it uh, making cleaning a habit boosts our confidence and makes us enjoy doing it simply by living a more organized life you'll be invigorated more confident and like yourself better compared to when you stayed in bed the last minute and rushed through everything to get to work i don't like that you know i Dude, I do actually compromise sleep for not being stressed in the morning. You know, I get up like way too early quite, you know, but I don't have to stress myself out. You know, I do have enough time to also forget things and get back to home and get it and whatnot and just many different things, which is amazing, you know, because I just don't want to be stressed in the morning, period. And so if this means that I just should be uh, sleeping less, yeah, okay, fine. This is what it is and this is what I have to deal with then. When you like yourself, it can be easier to take on another challenge. Another challenge meaning another person in your life and uh, meaning a relationship, probably, or maybe. It's only after we've lost everything that we are free to do anything. Tyler Durden from Fight Club. <laughs> Lower living costs leads to a freer life. I would also just totally say so. Having more things will make you want more, which will trap you in a cycle of greed and want. You'll no longer compare yourself with others apparently i wouldn't well yeah i don't know when you realize there is nothing lacking the whole world belongs to you and you probably feel more in control and more confident if this is not something that they have already said and yeah okay they said it yeah i would also say so you know i would also say so if it is the case you know if you really feel like the whole world belongs to you then of course you're gonna be confident but uh i don't know if this is the case or not it is something that we could definitely discuss and debate. If you want to make yourself instantly unhappy, compare yourself to someone else. Yes, 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 yes. Experiences resists comparison um, with others because each experience is different and will lead to longer happiness. Therefore, we should invest our time and money in experiences and not material things, which means drips, um, doing things with people, and all sorts of shit. Uh, makes sense. Really, truly does make sense. When you stop comparing, you'll find yourself. Book reference, The Courage Should Be Disliked. Uh, amazing book. As far as I remember, and I do actually remember it quite... Ah, what is the word? There is a nice word that I would like to use right now. And I remember it fairly... It's, you know, it's, it's more or less like visibly and stuff, but it is not. Uh, I don't know. Fuck, man. 
Well, I do just remember it quite. Uh, because it is actually one of the videos that, uh, that, that, that was watched, I think, the most and or the longest time in total. I don't remember, but it is actually pretty good in terms of uh, analytics. Keeping up with appearances only hold us back. People are less concerned with you or your looks than you think. And, um, well, I would say, you know, concerned, yeah. But when it comes to, like, dating and or getting to know people and whatnot and stuff, then it definitely looks matter. Uh, you could be like, well, you know, I just only care about the personality and stuff. No. You know, I, I think this is definitely a lie. <laughs> because, um, you know, the first thing we see is how somebody's behaving and how somebody's looking. So if this person isn't looking good, then um, I don't know. Difficult. Difficult, difficult, difficult. Um, uh, let's see. Minimalists can take risks. Yeah. Disorganized work areas become a silent to-do list and clutter our minds from focusing on what is important. The happiness of flow. Book reference flow. Yeah. It's a cool book. It basically means uh, the flow state means that you do something that's not too difficult and you do something that's not too easy. So you're just right on the edge to it being too hard. Um, so still manageable, which leads you to be in a space where time flies by, where um, where you don't think about a lot of things and therefore are happy. This, by the way, is one of the reasons why I why I like the the podcast so much as well. Um, as I think about it, I don't necessarily think about a lot of things that are concerning me in my private life when I'm recording. And uh, also one of the reasons why I, um, well, I, I know how should I say, I do like riding my bike for that reason as well. You know, it just gets me into a space where I'm focused on something else and not on my thoughts. And there's actually a lot of things that I do to not think as dumb and as strange as it might sound, but um, I kind of need to do so sometimes. I don't know if this is good, but I also don't just care that much. Um, yeah. Fold up your antenna to reduce the amount of information you consume and information overload. He has observed that there are no overweight minimalists and people believe that this is an added effect of reducing your things. Well, I don't know. Um, he thinks that this helps your chi flow better and, and help you slim down. Well, well, you know, it could be the case, you know. Of course, I don't want to be this person saying like, you know, this is just some woo-woo bullshit and whatnot. It could be the case, like, I don't know. Some couples say that fever possessions help their relationship. Fewer, I'm sorry. Fewer possessions help their relationship because they argued less about things. Having less things requires less energy and makes you less stressed, which has a positive effect on your relationship. There will be fewer things to trigger frustration and also fiction. It's important in life to have uh, relationships where happiness can be shared. People who have a strong sense of happiness live longer lives. The island in Italy where people live long lives, uh, long lives is very communal and close-knit. So people know each other, I guess, or something. Uh, we're basically equipped to emphasize with others because we feel happy when we are nice to somebody. 
I do want to repeat this. We are basically equipped to emphasize with others because we feel happy when we are nice to someone. Yes, this is definitely the case. I would actually really love to know the biological background of that because I kind of believe that there has to be something, you know, a reason. And, you know, it is something that I've been talking about for like years now, to be honest. Um, I believe that if being nice wouldn't feel good, we would have all died back in the days. Because, of course, I mean, back in the days there were predators, big fucking animals, dinosaurs and shit that could have killed you. And, of course, if you are nice, then you can be part of a group, potentially, um, because we were part of a group. And if you're not nice, then they might have been like, okay, just fuck you, we are not gonna care for you. Which means that you're gonna die, because if you're alone, there's no chance you have against... The, just probably, you know, the majority of all dinosaurs. So I do kind of believe that it might be coming from this place, you know, so that it is just a way to, I don't know, just a way to protect yourself or something. It's difficult. It really is. But I, well, maybe I've had another point or maybe I've represented this point in the wrong way. Could also be the case. Haven't, haven't been talking about this in a while. Um, because we are social animals that live in packs, we are programmed to share happiness when we do something for someone. Well, in general, when you have less things, you'll have more energy to focus into your interpersonal relationships, which leads to happiness from better connections. Shifting your mindset from needing to hoard things to buying it when you need it will also help you from worrying less about the future. Worrying about the future is like uh, dreading over the dishes you will wash in the future. Gratitude becomes easier and more possessible, uh, possible when you have less things to appreciate and to be grateful for. Yeah, definitely. No, I would say definitely. Chapter 5, which is the last chapter. Feeling happy instead of becoming happy. Our environment only makes only accounts for 10% of our happiness. This is because we naturally get used to things no matter what our circumstances. 50% of our happiness comes from genetics and 40% comes from our actions. Of course, um, if our actions are bad for us, uh, which also include like not meeting any people, not uh, getting to know new people and just all sorts of shit, then yeah, you're going to be unhappy. You know, this I think is from another book that, you know, there is studies and stuff, but I found it in a book. Might have been actually... Um, 10% happier by, I don't remember. Could have been the case. I don't know. I kind of doubt that. But, you know, I've actually, I think, read it in two books or something. Maybe even three. So, I don't know. And I really have to take a piss. I really have to take a piss. But we are anyway going to go through the main ideas and themes of the book. Which is going to be the last section of the summary. And therefore, then also going to be the end of this episode. Benefits of minimalism, feeling of contentment, not having a need for more material and superfluous things, more energy and time to focus on what really leads to happiness, deeper connections and relationships and experiences, better for your mental and emotional health as you'll feel more relaxed, less stressed and clear minded, becoming more productive, less quote unquote lazy, building more discipline and uh, constantly clean a home, which is also a benefit, yeah. 
Um, reduced expenses and living a more economically free life, caring less about what others think and not comparing yourself with others, uh, possibly lose weight, um, maybe, yeah, better relationships, less worrying about the future and more gratitude. Um, the question is, if you're not already a minimalist, I, I, I do think that you can structure your room in a very minimalist way, meaning that I do have a lot of things laying around. Just putting these things into a box and just... Uh, letting this box sit somewhere. This could already help, you know, you feeling better. And of course, organizing it makes sense so that you also are able to find things, you know, when you need them. Um, but yeah, closing thoughts. Although uh, the book had a lot of fluff and could have been condensed to at least half the length, I thought it was overall a solid book. Good message, good themes or main ideas and practical tips. In fact, I decided to take action right away while I was gaining motivation to minimize my own things and ended up cleaning out my room. I just have got rid of a third of my things, most of which were just useless clutter. I even went through what was uh, most difficult to sort or discard, which was my pile of sentimental memorabilia items. Uh, these are always hardest to get rid of, but I used my own takeaway to help me part with, uh, to help me part with them. Okay. I think one of the life lessons I learned from reading this book is that sometimes you just need a good book on minimizing, organizing, sorting, tidying to get rid of all of your things. I know I had my first major exodus of things after reading Marie Kondo's book, um, The Art of Tidying Up Your Room or what it is called, um, right before I moved into a new apartment, which really helped. This one also helped me sort through, reorganize and get rid of a lot of things that were taking up physical and mental space for me. Um, one takeaway and putting things into practice. Uh, my own, my one takeaway is the thing I used when I was sorting through some of the harder things to get rid of, like all of these small little pieces of memorabilia I've collected over the years or the gifts I've gotten from others. Remember that discarding memorabilia is not the same as discarding memories, um, which is also part of the summary. Um, yeah. Some things I discarded were old Christmas or birthday or misc celebrations that I kept because it was convenient. It was convenient and to preserve the thoughtful intentions someone had for me when they gave it. But I had to remember that even if I discard the object, it doesn't take away the experience, the memory, the feelings of gratitude or the generosity of the other person. The relationship and what uh, that gift represented is still there. The object played its role in conveying the feelings of uh, the other person and I should treasure what it did to me and how it affected me. However, I still have a small amount of sentimental items and I'm not sure or if or when I'll ever discard them. I figure if I can keep the amount to a level where I can store in the shoebox, I won't feel guilty about the real estate I give it in my life. And I would say so as well. In a nutshell, tips and benefits of living a minimalist life and saying goodbye to most of your things. So yeah, uh, pretty interesting book, even though it started out to be uh, not necessarily something that I want to go through. I do think it's kind of been worth it. And I do also hope that it might help somebody of you. Um, I think I am going to record another episode after I've taken a piss and maybe it's going to be about happiness indeed. Uh, something that I... Yeah, that I actually struggled with in the past few weeks, I would say, from time to time. And um, yeah, 
Anyway, I wish you the best health of happiness and all success and also hope that you're going to remind yourself and you're going to be remembered, which basically means your legacy and basically means just being a nice person and then being remembered as a nice person, which is a pretty fucking cool thing. Three, out of quest Jones that I'm having for you are, why are you here? What are you trying to change and what is bothering you the most? These three quest Jones are hopefully going to show you your purpose and maybe even a business idea, which is a pretty fucking cool thing. And I actually do have quite a lot of things to do today. So, um, the last question I'm having for you is, what could you essentially say to another person that is really indeed going to change their life because I totally believe from the bottom of my heart that we all can say something whether it is a compliment or something else that is indeed going to change somebody's life but yeah anyway so please stay healthy and safe and uh remember to be a kind person hopefully we're gonna see you the next time bye bye thank you very much and please stay safe you and your loved ones and your family